Okay, well, hello again, everyone. This is episode 42, and I have got Jessica, or J-E-L. How are you doing, love? Good. I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Um, so I'm going to take a crack. I already know that J-E-L is your initials, but mm-hmm. can you tell the people what your middle name is? I'm assuming E is your middle name. Uh, yes, not just E. My middle name is Ellen, which... I got I got teased like I got teased um, about it a bit quite at school, so I try not to tell too many people that, but I guess I have to now because yeah. it's part of my my gamer tag. But yeah, um, it's just get Lee. Okay. so it's just uh, yeah easy. How, easy come, how come you didn't want to go under a, under a certain like why not a fancy name? I guess I'm just not very creative with names, but I don't know. Not, short and sweet. I think that was probably thought up in the moment of, like, entering a tournament or something like that. Yep. Probably just put it down. Like, I I did used to re- go by the word jelly, as in, like, the dessert or the food, during, like, Soul Calibur 4 days and probably earlier Tekken days, probably, like, Tekken 6 and tag. Um, it took a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was just nice, short and sweet, I think. So, so then when we would do shout gel, gel. I can't, yeah. for a while when I was using it. Well, I think, I yeah, I think of hair gel when I, when I first yeah. saw the name. Yeah. It just, yeah. It's just, not that it's weird saying it. It's just like, you're a girl. The name is gel. It's like, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. No worries. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's a good thing though, that it's a bit, not androgynous, but just a bit vague like that. It's probably a good thing. Well, I prefer that anyway. Yeah. No, I like it. It's nice. I, hmm. So, could you tell us about yourself? So, you're a Soul Calibur Six player, um, mm-hmm. and which area do you reside in? And could you talk about the other areas in Australia for Soul Calibur Six? Uh, so, I'm from Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, Victoria. Um, we've got a few players here. Um, we've got the main players are probably the Beast uh, and Glenn. Um, is there another one at the moment? There might not be. Uh, oh, Derek. Derek, who also plays, so DeBeast and Derek play Tekken, so I think there's a bit of crossover there, just over all the states, actually, between Soul Calibur and Tekken. Um, and did you want to know, as in main players from other states, you were saying? Um, yeah, just any names that you can throw out, like anyone from your Soul Calibur scene. Oh, uh, yeah, so from New South Wales, you got Goat, who's been doing a lot for our um, bi-weekly online tournaments, so that's really good. Um, same with Runus. Um, who's been playing Soul Calibur for a long time as well. Um, you got Zuzu and Eunice and Dylan. Actually, you got quite a lot of people from New, uh, from New South Wales yeah. um, who have just started with Soul Calibur 6. Quite a few people have, actually. Uh, and then from Queensland, you've got Tom, who I'd say is the main player from Queensland. Um, the others probably don't get to play as much because um, of work and online. Um, but Tom is probably one of our best Soul Calibur players. Um, he sometimes goes by Godzilla or Tommy Oli. Oh, Tommy Oli, um, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what name he went for um, in Evo Japan, but he, he changes it. I think he goes by Tom Midley now because at Fighting Tuesdays they misspelled his name, <laughs> like, like Wait, in the bracket. Is he one of those guys, like, he's just never, he's just always going under a different name? Like, he's never had, he... Like, I think it, so. Yeah, okay. Well, is it just for, yeah. is it just for fun or, like, can he not sit on a name? I don't know. I think he just was doesn't take it that seriously. Like, I think, I mean, the, the only reason he 
goes with Tommy Oli, it's because he's paying tribute to like probably one of the only players from South Australia whose name is Travioli. <laughs> so Tommy Oli isn't even his name. Okay. So yeah, he's just one of those guys that I think is just he's not too bothered by it. Yeah. Um, doesn't really mind if people don't know or remember what name it's connected to. Um, but yeah, you've got him, and then you've got um, Tangerine, who's a good Ivy player. Um, who he was at OHN, but I don't think he's really come up to many other uh, interstate locals. And then you've got Bale, who's also good. Yeah. Uh, there might be a few others who have slipped my mind at the moment, but unfortunately, in the other states, there aren't really too many um, people who play on the usual, other than maybe Atherol, who's probably the one and maybe only <laughs> Tassie player left, unfortunately. Um, it would have been nice to meet more, but because of what happened with Tassie Fartacon, which I was going to go to. Yeah, well, I yeah. to a lot of events, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of them, actually, yeah, including Evo. So where, US, but... so where are you sitting with Soul Calibre? Because you said to me that you're... You kind of taking a break, like just really chilling during lockdown? Yeah, I think, I mean, it was a while ago now, but so I went to Evo Japan with a couple of the other guys, which was in, uh, was that in January or Feb? January. I think it was in January. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, since then, I mean, me, but a lot of other players have just been getting a bit of burnout. It kind of came back for a bit uh, when Homaru was released, which might have been a month ago now, maybe three weeks. Um, so people are getting back into it, but I thought I'd just take a bit of a break. You know, it's not, especially in Australia, it's not really going anywhere. It's yeah. pretty small as it is. Um, but, yeah, I still play in the fortnightly online tournament that we have. Yeah. That's still going. So I definitely try to play there. Do you guys get a huge regular turnout? Um, or are there certain players that are kind of, you know, like just chilling uh, lockdown. to like online or to the tournaments oh, online. Um, there's definitely regulars. Um, Tommy Oli plays a lot and Zuzu. The beast plays quite a lot. I, I think he plays more so caliber than Tekken now, which is crazy. I never thought that I'd see that happen. Mm. Um, uh, you've got Dylan who plays a lot. He's a backseat player from New South Wales who, Started, I think he's, he start with this Soul Calibur. He might have, but he's, he probably picked up one of the hardest <laughs> characters to start with. But he plays a lot online. But, yeah, you do have your handful of people. And at the moment, it is kind of a Discord game. Yeah. So to get, to get like, long sessions, you have to be on the Discord, on the Oceana Discord, and be messaging people. Are there particular um, players that you love to um, play online? Uh, yeah. Tom's pretty fun to play because he plays a lot of characters. Like, if he or you is getting a little bit tired of a character, it's just like, can change it just like that. Um, so he's fun to play. The Beast is really fun to play because I feel like you never know what he's going to do. <laughs> and it's yeah. probably the same in Tekken. I don't know if you've played him a lot. I um, never have, no. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's just... Like, you have some people that have these patterns and then you have people who are just, like, kind of scared to move because they'll do anything. Yeah. That's, that's... Not, like, in a stupid way, but they'll do anything. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, 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 um, he's quite the character, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, he's definitely entertaining. Um, I, I don't mind. I mean, I complain about it a lot, but Ivy is pretty challenging to play. She really works your brain. So 
I don't mind playing Tangerine quite a lot. I, yeah. I, we, in our Discord, we have a channel called Salt Edge, which is if you want to cry, you just cry hard in there. And just every time I play Tangerine or an Ivy player, I'm crying. <laughs> but here I'm sitting here now saying that it's a lot of fun, but I guess because it's, it's, she's one of the hardest characters to play, Yeah, I would say. But not for too many hours at a time or I could feel my brain cells floating away. Yeah. So could you, could you tell me about what Soul Calibur 6 is like online? Is it bearable? Is it manageable during this state of isolation? Uh, with the netcode, mm. you mean? Yeah. I would say it's pretty good. Like, I, I used to be on ADSL too. I don't know how much that matters, but I would have, like, perfectly good games. I don't want to say perfect, but they were pretty great. I mean, why, of course, but... I would say, like, I know it's not good to compare all the time. And we may have already done that for a bit <laughs> since yeah. we started. But I would say it's better than, than Tekken's online, which is quite painful sometimes. But it's during this time, a lot of people are starting to play online. And even though I thought the online for Soul Calibur is good, you're starting to get more people saying how it's not so good. Yeah. Um, especially people from America or, like, high-level players who are just so, there's just so many locals always happening. They can always be going to them. There's just so many players to play offline as it is that they don't need to play online. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now that they do, they're really feeling it. And apparently it's not great, but I, I think it's perfectly fine. I mean, we have to rely on it and use it all the time anyway. So maybe we're just used to it, but I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe, as you said, it's that dependency that we kind of have to, put a bit more on it yeah. now than, than we get to like offline players. I mean, I consider myself an offline player. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird time. Do you feel like, I mean, you could say that Soul Calibur, like in part through the rest of the games, it's, it seems to have a pretty decent fan base and I don't hear many complaints about uh, the netcode. Yeah. I mean, Maybe it's also because the fan base isn't, like, as massive as, like, Tekken, so you just don't have that massive pool of people who are just always posting about it. Um, but, yeah, I've been following quite a few high-level players who now have to sort of rely on it, especially if they're having online tournaments as well. Mm. Um, so maybe maybe it just seems like a lot of people because it's people with a lot of following. So you, you see their tweets quite a lot and everything. They're really going hard on the online. Yeah. Um, so maybe, I mean, I think I think a lot of people still think it's fine, but there are definitely people who you wouldn't expect to to hate it, really don't like it. Yeah. But, yeah. So we just had that um, recent announcement about Evo Online. Now we'll talk about it later, but just okay. yeah, I see that smile. Okay, so like, <laughs> if you could just sum it up briefly in in a sentence or so, like, yeah, Evo Online. What what do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh hell I yeah i don't know if they're just like blowing smoke and i don't know how it's gonna work because sure if you live in america that's great you can probably reach a lot of players but if you're from anywhere else like a lot of people would have traveled in, uh overseas for that right yeah but you know obviously now they can't and they're refunding regos and everything it's not going to be the same i mean it's online, of course, it's going to be the same. Yeah. But just in terms of numbers, like people now, there's just going to be like half the people who would have gone can't play in it 
even if they think that they can because it's online and it's on the internet, the connection is not going to be nearly enough for anybody outside of America. So it's pretty much just going to be big United States of America local, yeah. I suppose. No, it's, for me, it's that one question of how are they going to make this work efficiently? Yeah, and we'll, and we'll, and we'll get into that later. Um, okay. Rolling back, we'll go back to your, you mentioned it, the Evo Japan 2020, and you made the stream, and that was such a such a cool moment. You know, you appeared on the Bandai Namco Highlight Channel, uh, uh, Gloom Shot, I think, added your clip on there, thanks to someone, who, you know, um, I saw your face and I was like, oh shit, that's the girl that did my stick. Um, so, yeah, like, how cool is Japan? Um, yeah, what, what did you take from that experience? Um, Evo Japan was awesome. It was, it was probably, yeah, it was the first international major that I've ever been to. So I was just going to take it as it comes. Um, it was it was massive. I think there was about 500 people that entered, maybe even more that entered Soul Calibur because it was the first world tour event. Uh, oh, for yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of people, I don't think that a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people that went probably wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for that. Like especially from America and, and France, um, which are I think two of the two of if not the two biggest countries for Soul Calibur. Um, so. Yeah, it was it was awesome. There's so many people there. Like being from Australia or New Zealand, you know, like the same thirty to fifty people that play a game, or just in the whole community, like the fighting game community, and everybody knows each other, and that's nice. But then you go to Japan or you go to an international major in like America or something, and there's just hundreds of people that just play your one game, and it's kind of overwhelming at first, but it's awesome because you know that everybody's there for the same reason, and you can just and everybody wants a game. You can all just talk about the same things, given that, I mean, if you speak the same language or even if you don't, you make it work, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sick and it was pretty well organized as well. It was better than I expected uh, because I heard that, uh, I mean, Evo Japan hasn't been running for that long, but I heard that in the past the organization has needed some work, but I thought it was good. I mean, they were still writing brackets on paper and stuff, which I've never seen, but maybe that's common. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you got that, if you got that much players in a tournament, I would assume, like, why? How could you do it on paper? I don't, I don't know. They, they have one person's. How many people in a bracket in the first round? It's probably like eight, or maybe more. I'm not sure. It's probably eight. So they have a person um, running each bracket. They write them down on paper, and then when the bracket is sort of half done or done, then they put it into Smash GG, which. I don't know if Smash GG is popular in Japan or if Challenge is the one that they prefer to use, but um, I think it went fairly okay. There might have been some delays, but it kind of sucks if people want to be knowing what's happening in the bracket. It gets updated like half an hour later and it's kind of already over. Um, that's the only thing. I mean, it's fine if you don't lose the piece of paper, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, but there's always a guy with, with the clipboard always writing down the scores and making sure he's knowing what's happening. So there's heaps of organizers. And I'm just going to assume that when they chose you to be on stream, it's not they, it's not that they chose people from overseas. Like, Is that how they cho They chose you? Probably because they saw the flag and thought, yes, Australian, and that you're a girl as well. Not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just always wish that international players could get more precedent to be on stream with tournaments like this. Yeah, it would be really nice. Um, 
And at the same time, you probably don't want to show too many of the same players all the time. Mm, that, that's not true. People want to see really hype matches, so obviously you're going to put on good players from overseas. I mean, the fact that they've travelled from overseas, um, sometimes that means that, I mean, they've gone to that effort. Usually they're pretty good, like the high-level players that you saw in, like, top 16 and top 32. Um, but I don't know how they choose it. Something kind of just, I think me and Korai, Korai and I, we're about to sit down at one of the setups and start playing, and then somebody just pointed at us. So we went up to play. Um, I didn't watch a lot of the streams. I mean, I couldn't really watch a lot of the people that were on stream because we were so far away. So I didn't really see what country they were from. Uh, so I don't know how random it is, but I'm yeah, I'm guessing me being a girl from Australia probably helped. Yeah. Did you go? With, um, did you go with any other people from the fighting game scene? Other girl? Other females? Are there other females in your scene? Um, in Soul Calibur, there's probably one other, maybe two. There's actually, the only one other one I know of is from New Zealand. Um, I don't know if she comes to too many locals. I think her name is Lunochka or something. She plays Haki. Oh, yes, the Russian girl. Yeah. Hmm, I've never met her, but I've seen that she, I saw her playing at your last major. I think she got into top eight mm. or something. Um, so that was good. There might be another one that I can't think of, but I mean, at the moment, if I can't, if I can't think of them, then they haven't been playing for a while. Um, so, like, I could definitely think of once for Tekken, but not Soul Calibur. Yeah. Who else were you? With, uh, who else were you with at um, Evo Japan? Uh, Evo Japan, we had we had a couple of guys. We had Ben from New Zealand, who uh, who only plays Soul Calibur, so I don't know if you know him. Yeah, um, I have. I have run into him. Never properly met him. Yeah, wears a lot of scarves. Yeah, um, Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, that's Ben. Um, but he only goes by Ben, so it's probably easy to miss. Um, and then you had, I think I was the only person from from Melbourne, though. Yeah, I think I was. Um, playing Soul Calibur, that is. Um, you know, you had a couple of other guys going for Tekken and Guilty Gear and other 2Ds. But from New Zealand, you had, uh, not New Zealand, New South Wales, you had Goat and Zuzu. Uh, and Brunus, Brunus goes to a, quite a lot of international majors, so he knew what to expect. And he speaks a bit of Japanese, so that was super helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll definitely drag him along anywhere and everywhere if he's not already going. Uh, and then you had Tommy Oli from Queensland, and that might have been it, I think. Yeah, I reckon that's it. Okay. For, for Soul Calibur, anyway, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd assume that each of you had... A, you know, obviously you had a specific goal, players to watch out for. Was there a specific mm. player that you yourself had to watch out for? Um, me specifically, I was kind of freaked out about my own bracket because, first of all, the seeding in Evo Japan is kind of questionable. I think they just, if you've got like a prefix at the beginning of your name on Smash GG, they'll just seed you high, yeah. apparently, what happens. Um but I did have I did have Amiga in my bracket, who is a Tagi player from America, um, who's quite well known and does, does a bit of commentary on online tournaments now. So I was really freaked out about him. And Tagi is, for me personally, he's a very hard character to play against. So I was freaked out about him. I was I was trying to play against Glenn, who's from Melbourne, who's a really good Tagi player uh, here. So he was like. Just putting myself through the ringer, just trying to get like Taki experience, which didn't help me very much. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe a little bit. I mean, it's so different. I mean, they, they play so differently, but it's kind of hard. I mean, that's the thing as well. Being from Australia and New Zealand or being from a really small community, sometimes the experience you have versus one character, you're just playing one version of a character, which is that player's character. Exactly, yeah. Whereas yeah, and Japan, so there's think, so many versions of um, of Taki, you know, of other characters. Yeah, like playing uh, playing against Talum here on stream. I'd only played against one other Talum as well in this game. Um, that was helpful though, but still it was quite different. So this is very jarring at first. But Amiga was, yeah, was um, I, was, I was pretty freaked out about that. So I was going through um, a lot of Taki matches, and I did think for a while that I had. Kura in my bracket, but it was just somebody who was using a very similar name. Kura is from Kura is a Korean Killik player who he got top eight actually. Um, but I thought he was in my bracket, so I was sweating about that too. And he plays Killik, so I was. At, I I don't know how to play against other Killiks. Nobody else plays Killik really. Yeah. Uh, in Australia, so mirror matches uh, freak me out a bit, but really dodged that bullet. When I got there, I was like, oh, it's not the crew. Fine. That's great. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, and there were plenty of other players as well that even if we got far in the bracket, you know, you might have had to fight, you know, Linkors or Blue God or Nubicide or, you know, one of the high-level French players. So I think we, all of us just went and we just, like, whatever happens, happens, really. Yep. We weren't really sweating about it too much. Is there anything that you could change about that weekend or was it just perfect? Um, maybe at the time, maybe like five minutes after it happened, we would think that. But now looking back, I, I'd say it was good. I mean, being like the first international major and having so many people, and I know I said I was freaked out about playing Amiga, but still I wasn't, I didn't really let it bug me too much. It, if anything, it was, the best part was just like meeting all those players and just having the experience to play them. Yeah. I think sometimes, especially for us, like from smaller communities, that's like all you can ask for. Uh. Like, I got to play against Hayate for a bit as well. I didn't get to play against Party Wolf, unfortunately, and those two are both um, really good Killing players. Um, but, yeah, stuff like that is what makes it worth it, just being able to chat and play with players that you wouldn't really otherwise be able to yeah. in, well, in any way because you're never going to meet them again. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I'd say I don't really have any regrets specifically. There, yeah. might, be, there might be one. And it's something that oh, you no. mentioned to me beforehand. Could you show us the little, the little Haumaru and Mitsurugi thing that you guys? Oh, oh. Is it? Would that be all right? Yeah, it's up on my wall actually. I don't I know. That you... was so cool. That's nice. Can you see that? Yeah. So that's Haumaru and Mitsurugi. Yeah, that's cool. Nice DLC night. Nice. That's a good angle. Yeah. yeah so they were handing. So these were stickers that they were just handing out like heaps. Um, but, uh, Okubo was there, who is the producer of Soul Calibur and who, he's great because he gets really involved with the community and he, he chats a lot with people on Twitter and in person a lot as well. So that was good. So he was there doing, actually, he was showing the, the Holmoro trailer on that day, um, which was after the final, uh, and he was doing signatures. So I think most people were getting these signed. Um, so a lot of the, the Aussie guys came back with this one of these signed from Ogobo, but for some reason they didn't let me know I was playing casuals with Hyatt and then they just disappear. Like, oh we'll be right back. And they came back ten minutes later. 
And it's like, where did you go? Oh, I was just going around. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, like, the next day, they're like, oh, when did you get signals from Okubo? Didn't we tell you? No. Man, some friends they are, bro. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, that's my version. <laughs> Maybe they did tell me right to my face, and I was just so involved with what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I didn't hear, but, yeah, that was nice. That didn't come framed, by the way. I just just stuck it in a frame and put it up on my wall. At least I have something from Evo because didn't get wasn't able to get any merch because a lot of it was sold out like really quickly actually. I actually had a, I actually know of someone a friend who went to Evo and he tried mm. to purchase a hoodie but all you know like black and white were gone so he had to purchase the the pink one. Which is <laughs> fine but you know hey, it's something better than nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I was thinking about that too but I kind of didn't want to settle for something that I didn't love. Uh so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they sell out really fast. But then again, I think I did look on Saturday Arvo or Sunday. Yeah. Was, um, sorry, was, was, like, was there a favorite match or a favorite um, moment that happened at Evo Japan for you? Um, at Evo Japan, that one on stream was really cool. I mean, oddly enough, that was the first match that I had because I had a buy before that. <laughs> so, I mean... That was my warm-up for yeah. some reason. Um, yeah, that was really good. I did better than I thought I would, especially being on stream. Um, so that was really fun. I mean, I didn't have too many matches. Like, matches as part of the tournament there. I had probably had, like, two or three. Yeah. Um, but the casuals were really good. So um, played, like, a whole bunch of people, Japanese and French and, and American. So I'd say that they were just as good. If anything, it's better. The casuals were more rewarding. Did you get many people um, eyeing up your evil Keelix stick? <laughs> oh, yeah, a few, actually. Yeah, some people take some photos and everything. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, really trying to get that done. Actually, where is it? Back here. This one here. Oh, there, there it is. I'm looking the other way because that's where my monitor is of you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. I don't want to get a reflection, and I don't want to drop it. It's quite heavy. Yeah. No, it looks really sick. Yeah. Definitely would have grabbed some fans on that weekend for sure. Yeah, that was good. So I was kind of like, I'm just going to leave my stick around. It's Japan. Probably, no one's probably going to steal it. So I'm just going to put it on this table. <laughs> and if you want to take photos, that's nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, the casuals were good. Met, met a lot of people. Sorry, I'm like stuck under the chair. No, no, that's all good. It's um, all right. And um, yeah, actually, I should have paid attention to more people's fight stick artwork, actually, because I don't really remember too many. I mean, there are a lot of pad players that play Soul Calibur, actually, so that might be why. Um, I did notice a guy playing with a keyboard. I probably should have tried to find that, <laughs> find that image before this, actually. Wow. But it was like a key. It was a board, like but it was like this size and it had probably 12 space bar length buttons on it. <laughs> and that's what, that's what he was playing with. And I was like, trying to take a photo of him, like through the other side of the setup. Honestly, I think we treat players, I think we treat keyboard players like aliens, eh? We think, oh my God, you, wow, this, this, you're a rare, you're a rare breed. Let me take a photo of you. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, not only that, but a very specific keyboard with, like twelve space bars on it, well, yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah, well, yeah. Eva Japan. I thought there were some really great moments, um, mm. and not Tekken Seven Leroy bullshit. Hell no. Um, <laughs> but there were some really good moments of Soul Calibur, and I like watching 
the various like just a bit of each game and stuff but i think my favorite one was the it was the yoshi one so this was on the bandai mm. channel which the bandai twitter which i think is where your clip got put into have you ever seen yeah. two yoshis do this in a tournament before this <laughs> like, this is sick yeah it's like <laughs> that that's class i i admire that no, but maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's a regular thing in Japan. It could be. I wouldn't put it past them. But I haven't seen that. It's likely that it's happened. I mean, the commentators got really excited about it as if they really see it. So maybe maybe it's something that only happens in Japan. But um, who is that? Kid A. Actually, yeah, I think he's quite a well-known Japanese player. Um, he does quite well at Fighting Tuesdays and everything as well. Um, so maybe maybe they both knew each other. Yeah, pro probably. It's just nice, nice, nice way to do it on stream, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that was sick, actually. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you're an incredible artist, and I think people that know you, thank you. You know, I, I do. You know, you, we all know this, um, and I've always mm -hmm. thought that your art deserves a bit more credit because as a, as fight stick artwork, it's it's really exceptional. It's very sleek. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I just my, my question was: Did you study your craft? Did you study to craft your skill, or did you study others for inspiration? Um, for artwork in general, I. It's funny because it's come up for work, not just kind of recently. My art director was like, "Hey, do do some studies for this particular um, thing that we're working on for our project." I'm like, "That's funny. I've never really done a specific study before. I don't really know how to go about that." Um, I don't know. I kind of just, just draw what I've always wanted to draw, which is majority of the time fan art. Um, so I like to draw characters that I already really love. So that really helps, you know, having the passion to be drawing whatever you're drawing rather than it just being for work specifically for something that you don't care too much about. And just kind of drawing and drawing. Get, I, I mean, a lot of the time I only notice the development when I look back. Yeah. Uh, at old drawings um so i mean yeah and i have to think of myself as fairly observant so if i if i see other artists that i like especially actually i like a lot quite a lot of capcom artists despite never playing street fighter or anything like that um i like looking at a lot of capcom art that's really cool um from different different artists um but yeah i've never really specifically gone out to improve certain areas of my art and I probably apply that as well to like playing fighting games yeah. because I don't really love sitting there labbing as well either I would rather first of all ask the player be annoying stop the match and ask the player <laughs> what the hell they're doing which probably it's fine for me but maybe now thinking about it it's not great for the flow of the match um finding out what it is during the match and then learning to defend or play around something in actual matches rather than sitting in the lab and just, like, making the bot do very specific sequences. Yeah. So I guess that's just the way I am. I don't really um, – I'm not very methodical like that, I suppose. I mean, I just admire, and I guess that's why I love artistry, because you kind of dictate your work ethic. So when you're drawing something, do you – how is your process with um, drawing – something do you like is it through a various period of time or is it do a little dabble disappear for a month or so come back to the dabble do more like what is your process yeah. um i think i'm fairly all right with that actually because i know that there are so many artists out there who will 
you know, do a sketch because they've thought of something in the moment and then they'll leave it for like a couple months or a year or just never go back to it again. But I kind of, I rarely do that actually. Usually when I have an idea, I want to see it from start to the end, not in one sitting, but um, usually try not to let it go on for like more than a month yeah. unless there's other things happening. Um, but yeah, usually I get in the zone. So usually when I start drawing, if it's going really well, I'll be sitting there for like at least two or two or three hours, like minimum. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not very good at just yet yeah, doing dev here and there because you kind of like lose the flow or there is no flow at all because you're just stopping and starting. Yeah. So how many, how many artists are there in Australia? Cause I can think of you. Um, it's, it's hard because well, not hard, but when you say artist, I guess anyone who does mm-hmm. any kind of, I mean, there's you, um, and there's that young girl, Sherry, cause I think she does like a lot of like chibi or emo art and stuff. Like there's quite a few of you in the Aussie scene. There are a bit. I mean, I mostly hang out on Twitter now, and so the ones that I know of are, are on there. So I know about Shuri, but I don't know about too many, unfortunately. I, I feel like I really should, but um, actually there was this... Um, I forgot his screen name now. Nihongo Gamer, maybe? Nihongo, uh, yeah. Yeah, he started an, uh, an like a, a, a Discord server for artists who play fighting games. Oh. So I suggested in there the other day. Here we go. To oh, you got it. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I suggested the other day to maybe put in roles for um, for countries of where artists are from because I feel like, especially if you're from like a small country, I don't know if it's a big deal for Americans, but I want to know where everybody's from, especially artists because I don't know too many. I think there are also a lot of artists. Um, who hang around the Tekken Discord I see sometimes. There's an art channel there. A lot of people post in there um, of, like, work in progress or finished art, but I've never seen them on social media. Um, but, yeah, I have seen a lot on Discord. I would like to know some more. Yeah. So, I, yeah. An interesting side question because, you know, artists do use a lot of visual platforms. So you've got Instagram and, I guess, in a sense, Twitter. Um mm. With him and this Discord group, do you feel like Discord could be a potential avenue for artists? Um, I don't feel like it's ever going to be as helpful for sharing as Instagram and Twitter. Um, like, I'm on Instagram, but even then I've, I've sort of neglected it a bit because it is hard to share things on there, mm-hmm. which... I guess, I mean, even in that regard, Discord is better for it. But because Discord is essentially like a chat room, everything just keeps moving. Like, you can post things on there and pin all the things you like, but it's never going to be as organized as, like, ArtStation or or Instagram. Um, So, like, I mean, I'm pretty bad with Discord. I feel like depending on how many people are in there, you're going to have to, if you write something in there, you're going to have to sit there for, like, half an hour and just watch the chat and participate in the chat. And if you walk away for like three hours, sometimes topics gone, yeah. right? And people have moved on. So it's nice to chat and like help people uh, with critiques and stuff. But in terms of that being your main way of sharing artwork and the main platform, I I don't think it's the best way. I think it's better to have an Instagram or a Twitter yeah. and then use Discord on the side for like, you know, if you want to share sketches or things that you think are really tiny and aren't really worth putting up, on Instagram, 
you can chuck it on there and then plug your socials on there. Yeah. I well, I, I do like what you said about Nihongo Gamers Discord about how they should classify artists and regions because you're right. You kind of want to know who's in the area, mm. who you could potentially work with um, for like collab projects and stuff. Like you want a central yeah. base of knowing who's where so you know who to approach for what kind of work. Yeah, it's good to know who's where. Um, so, you know, in case, you know, there's people in, in a corner who have joined that Discord but haven't joined any other ones or aren't really on social media. So it's always good to have if they want. I mean, you can have the role, but you don't have to put it on everybody because yeah. everybody has to do that themselves. Um, but I like doing that, but I also just like to know where everybody is from because it's nice to look at the community and how widespread it is and seeing, you know, what far reach people are from. Even if you never work with them, it's nice that you can be chatting to somebody from country on the other side of the world mm. and, you know, be chatting with them. Question, have you had people, who's the, in terms of distance, how far mm -hmm. has your artwork reached someone and they've reached out to you saying, oh my God, your work is so amazing? Mm. It's hard to know. I mean, because... Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's not a thing that you ask and then it's not on their profile. Mm. I did have actually somebody, maybe I can find the DM. Somebody, this is not fighting game art related, but um, I did do, do you know Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah. Yeah, the, um, I did some artwork for that quite a while ago, a couple of years ago. Um, not for it, sorry. I did fan art. Um, and then somebody messaged me, I think they might have been from Spain or something. Uh saying, hey, I, I finally found you. I just wanted to let you know that I have your artwork tattooed on me. I was like, what? They sent me a next, picture. Next level of fandom right there. Wow. I know. And, and he said that he, he had it done because he thought it was official. Yeah. Uh, he, like, found it, like, in Google Images or something like that. And then, oh, here he is. Where's he from? Uh, he's from Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's not what I was expecting. Send me a whole bunch of photos. I don't know if we should. I nah, will leave that. <laughs> but um, that was that was surprising. Um, so he's had it for like however long it was, maybe like six years, and didn't know until like the other month, till he saw it was on like one of my old tumblers or something like that. Honestly, um, it's like it's like it's like if it's like in the days before Shazam and stuff. Like you know when you hear that one song that you really love, but you just don't know the name of the artist and stuff and then it just yeah. it all comes down to running into that one person who who just happens to know and it's like oh it was on this cd you know it was playing in so i mean yeah. i would imagine his frustration because you love a piece of art so much and if i'm being honest i felt the same with your art because when i was looking for stick art i i felt like for me a criteria was is it's always better if the person knows how to draw the characters from the franchise that you're wanting the art off you know mm. like just yeah. just for that dead assurance and then when i realized who you were i felt like that dude i was like yes i need it this, <laughs> is, this is my ascension and then i yeah. think and then i messaged you and you know the artwork was in the making and i didn't know your handle at the time and then he's i said to this dude oh i'm actually getting artwork made and then you post up like a in the making picture of what you were drawing and he's like hey is it this girl and i was like lying no what do you mean she's like oh uh -huh. and he's like oh i think because i'm i follow this person she's really good and she seems like the style that you would want to go for and i said no 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 it can't be and then i'm just like Fuck, little secret shit. Yeah. 
but no, it, it turned out really well. And I, yeah, you, I always said that you deserve more stick artwork. Um, and you've done the Beasts one as well. And I've, yeah, it's turned out great. Yeah, his stick, um, it's of Marduk, I think, is how he looks in Tekken 6. And he asked for that, like, before Marduk was even announced for Tekken 7, actually. <laughs> so, diehard fan. Yeah. But yeah, no, stick art's, stick art's really fun. It's hard, I would say, but it's really cool seeing it once it's all printed and, and under the stick and everything. It's pretty cool. Can, can you yeah, I never thought that I'd get to see yours in person, actually, until I saw your band. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, I, I need you to see it, like... Just so I can tick it off my list. But yeah. why is stick artwork? Why is it difficult? Um, just the layout. Like, it's you've only got limited space. N not super limited, but a lot of the times you have to consider that people are going to want to have like solid color buttons and, and ball tops or, you know, crayon levers or whatever they've got. I'm trying to look at my, <laughs> see how much space there is. Like, it depends. Um, it also depends on what kind of stick they have, but there's only limited space, and you've got to think about if people want to see the artwork while people are using it. So their hands are going to be covering half of it, if not more than half of it anyway. Yeah. So you just, it's just kind of an annoying, not annoying, but challenging layout to work around, I suppose, because you've got, I mean, there's, there's hitboxes um, and mixboxes and all that as well now. So... They leave a lot more room. Um, but, yeah, you've got, like, the whole right side, you've got your, your A buttons, if not more. So you think, okay, well, I'll work with the left side. Oh, wait, there's the whole stick there. Yeah, so... What am I going to do? Yeah. So, like, posing options and stuff can be a little bit limited because you're kind of working around that. I mean, some people ignore it, and it still works out okay, but I prefer to work around it from the start. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No, you're very thorough, and... You sent numerous templates of what it could potentially look like before you committed to the actual sketching. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Can I ask, as an estimate, how many commissions would you say you've done? Um, well, I haven't for stick artwork itself, not too many. Maybe like four or five. The most recent one I did was a Cassandra one, actually, which I, I don't think that person has posted. Um, they were going get, to get it printed, but I think there's been delays with, with everything that's happening. Um, but yeah, commissions, I would, other than fight stick artwork, I would, I would usually do like character commissions, um, like full body or bust stuff. So people usually want that of either characters they love or characters that they've come up for D&D or something like that or, or role playing yeah. that they don't already have illustrations for. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I specialize mostly in character art. So it would always be like character-centric stuff. But I would assume that a few of these people want that level of exclusivity, you know, that they, they want it solely for them. And I guess that's the side of commissioned artwork. Um, have you ever had anyone that has paid a ridiculous amount to have like an exclusive art piece from you? Hmm... I don't know about ridiculous amount. Sometimes I I offer a quote and I think that people are going to say that it's crazy, even though it's not crazy. You, you do come across people who don't want to pay more than like 50 cents for anything. <laughs> luckily, I haven't really, luckily I haven't worked with any anybody like that. Um, but uh, I think I would say that that's, that's almost everybody that I've worked with, that they understand what they're paying for and it is higher than some people would expect because it is, it's custom art for you specifically as an individual. 
no one else is going to have it. No one else is calling the shots except you and the actual artist. So that's mostly what you're paying for, I feel like. Uh, so I think a lot of people understand. I mean, I wouldn't say crazy amounts of money. Yeah. But, um, I've, uh, yeah, I've given quotes and I've been quite surprised with how accepting people have been. Yeah. And then on the other side, um, do, you t- do you take issue as an artist when someone uses said commissioned art without the person's permission or your permission like have you ever had any instances incidents like that it's funny that you ask that because last week actually just just a week ago i had somebody come up um they i I don't know if it's a shop i need to look into it but somebody sent me an email saying that they were asked to make a custom i think it was a hitbox uh that had not not yours but a different person's lee artwork that they commissioned for their own stick uh, someone oh, from Korea. Oh, really? It's probably on ArtStation. I don't know if you're flicking through that live, but it'll be on there. Um, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's the help, the one that you did for Nameless, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that person who made the stick, they they were like, "Oh, that's that's familiar." So they so they emailed me just asking because they had already made it. They didn't realize until it was done. So they had already made it. Um, but for me personally, I don't have. Uh, I don't really have a, a huge problem with that, but I am mostly worried about people who, the people who did commission it and who did pay for it. Um, and it is, I mean, it's hard because there's no like contracts or anything like that. There's, you know, it's, it's pretty casual exchange, but they did commission it and it is kind of partly their artwork as well. So I feel mostly bad for them that now the artwork that they have on their stick that they pay for, that they have specifically ordered is now on somebody else's stick that they've just printed out on an inkjet printer <laughs> for like 10 cents. Yeah. Um, it feels a bit bad, but I did actually in that instance from last week, I, I emailed Nameless and he said that that was totally fine. So yeah, I let this, this stick maker know because he was making it for a client. It wasn't actually for him. The client sent him the artwork. And he oh, didn't know okay. So he's, yeah, he's kind of the middleman. He didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's a bit, that one's a bit complicated, but I, yeah, people, People um, get quite bothered when artwork of theirs gets taken and reposted. I'm probably um, one of the rarer ones that doesn't really mind so much, actually. I'm not really hugely bothered by it. I'm mostly worried about the actual people that commissioned it, really. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's good that you noticed that that, that little that little mishap. Um, yeah, and you've got mm-hmm. an eye for detail, because there is something that I want to point out. You oh, yeah? saw this on yeah 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 i was looking at this group artwork again and just noticed that asuka dunk takoyaki in lee's wine lmao how the hell did you see that that image was up for like a month or so and i don't think anyone ever caught caught that and i'm offended like that that's my how, the disrespect man how how did you and it blew up as well like over three thousand likes damn I know that is so annoying. It's like when a when a post gets popular and all you did was like screenshot it, yeah. like in a second and paste it in. But Drex, what do you mean you're not looking at every single lead detail of every artwork that he's in? What yeah. do you mean you're not looking at it? I was at looking it? at other things. Like there's, there was some really eye appealing stuff in that picture. I was not looking at Lee for once. Rather than his tiny little wine glass, which is very tiny. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Have you ever had? But no. Yeah. Oh, you got I was. 
I was going to say the, the, the reason that why I was looking at that, because I was, I was looking at Asuka's dress because I was trying to draw it. And I was like, why? <laughs> First of all, she's got Takayaki just sitting there. And then she's got something in his wine. So I don't know. I feel like it got added in that version because there's quite a few versions of that artwork specifically where they keep adding on characters, like DLC characters. So maybe it's a new thing. But no. Okay. Have you what? So besides this tweet, has there been another tweet of yours that's like completely blown up? And I'd assume it's one of your art tweets. Has there been anything else like that? Um, for Tekken, I don't know because it's not compared to a lot of other you know games and shows. It's not like super duper uber popular compared to those. Um, I'm just trying to think. Mm, tweets, I'm not sure. But um, I was going to look through now. There's probably no point scrubbing through it. Um, maybe, but it's usually things like that. Just yeah. like, usually, generally, the less time you spend on a tweet or artwork, the more popular it's going to be. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, well, we just saw, so we saw briefly on that art station page, that image of Lee that you did for Nameless. And there was also, people might have yeah. seen the, the Leroy image. And that mm. was used for Chicago Tekken for one of their yep. shirts. That's such an awesome opportunity. Like, how the hell did you snag that one up? Um, I think I did one for them before the Leroy one. Um, they kind of just, um, Tom, who is one of the runners, sent me an email. Um, just asking for some artwork because I had my email in my, in my Twitter page, uh, in my bio. And so that's cool. I think that's a good thing about about Twitter and how close the community is. And the fact that a lot of people want artists now from the community and who do play the games and understand the characters. And there are a lot more artists now. So that's cool. So that's probably the second one that I did for them. Yeah. Um, that one, yeah, I was really happy with that, actually, the way that one came out. So actually, yeah, on Twitter, that one was, it was quite popular as well. Yeah. I reckon. For you, mm -hmm. how was it like to design... Leroy at that time who was amped up to be one of the hypest characters this is before the Leroy hate so you know yeah. th th this shirt was super sick like how was that how was that so how was the how did that feedback uh yeah how was that feedback for you uh good I think I think they asked for that commission before Leroy was even available and playable um and that was even before I think what we knew I can't remember now the name of his dog Sugar Sugar maybe yeah. Yeah, that was even before that they showed Sugar. So I didn't even know that he had a dog at that time. I really wish that Sugar was in the was in the artwork, but it's obviously too out late now. But um, yeah, that was really cool. Um, it was exciting because everybody was really really excited about the character, including me. You know, and you know, pe both people who like the character design, but also had been wanting Wing Chun to be in the game for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really fun to draw, but it was probably hard because there weren't a lot of references for him because he wasn't yeah, out yet because he was quite new and there was very little like footage of him right so you really had to kind of had to get the yeah. feeling of the character yeah so i was just like sitting there for like days just like play pause play pause on this bloody trailer at like at like 4k trying to like see all the details because i'm quite pedantic about that i always really want to get uh details about characters right and if if i if you know, if a detail about that character comes out later that kind of clashes with it, even if it's something like, like Sugar not being in the image, it kind of bugs me a bit. So I yeah. like, 
I like really try to see every detail. I mean, there's some things that aren't on there. Like he's got patterns on his pants and if you're really, really close, there's like embroidery all over, but you know, you don't want to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was really fun. No, but it's what we appreciate um, in the art, you know, is that real attention to detail. And like I said, if it's someone that understands the character or the game, they really, they really know what's needed to make that picture like complete for the, of that character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess knowing the character's personality and their fighting style and all that makes it a lot easier to plan out the poses and composition and stuff as well. Well, if it's okay, I'm going to go slightly off topic. I just want mm-hmm. to swiftly mention this game. Um, it just got released on Steam, um, and it's uh-huh. called King of the Streets. So, like, if, I had to, if you had to sum it up, it would be like, it's got a lot of Def Jam vibes, with a feeling of like MK, you know, like when you're punching them, yeah, like you can kind of see there's like blood like spitting out. Um, you know, oh, overall, yeah. you know, it's overall it's fun, and you know, because it's a NZ product, we really should be supporting any any creative content that comes out of New Zealand. But this poses an interesting question because the developer uh, is New Zealand, so mm-hmm. you've done stick artwork and you've done artwork for the wider community. But let's say we flip it around. Say if this game is Australian the developer the characters the stages because even the stages are like new zealand based what would it take for you to position your artwork in an actual video game what would it take to convince you to like if i was approached to do artwork for you mean yeah yeah well yeah or it could be um so like say on a stage there's like a convenience store in the back or a or like an alleyway and they want to put like one of your pictures as an image on that alleyway or as a poster on that tuck shop or whatever. Mm, tuck shop. You know, like having your your art in a game would would kind of be like another little thing to add, the next level. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty sick. I, I don't know, actually, that's never... I wish it had, but it hasn't come up yet, having like existing artwork that I've done come up in a game. So I don't even know where I'd start. I guess it would depend on like who they are. Mm. If it was like a tiny, it was like a little indie studio, that would be cool. Depending on what it was, I might even say, do it for free. I don't mind. Just put my name in the no, credits. You're selling yourself short, man. <laughs> I know. That's, it's hard having not, you know, having not had that happen to me before. Um, but if it was, if it was, if you know, if they want custom artwork for the game, you'd probably, you'd probably have to, you know, it, that'd be a commission. Yeah, that would be really awesome, especially if it was a fighting game, like a locally made fighting game. Like, I've never heard of this game, actually. To be honest, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Uh, yeah, I just find it entertain. I just find it really interesting that they they use real life New Zealand setting, like stages, as well as yeah. as well as like actual people well something like music personas as the fighters here's a question from your fighting game community who has a larger than life personality that would fit in a game like this oh there's a few but i mean the one that comes to mind immediately is the beast Beast. (laughs) i knew it yeah (laughs) like come on imagine him in a fighting game that'd be crazy yeah yeah i'd say yeah that would be sick, actually. But there are, like, some pretty loud personalities in Melbourne as well. Yeah. That would be awesome. Actually, that's a crazy idea. I don't know if any of the people in that game that you just showed, any of the characters, like, based off real people, but that would be an interesting idea. Well, te- technically they game. are, but it's like some of them are into music and it's their 
music persona that's the character, but it still uses their uh, physical, you know. So uh, it, it, it's quite, it, look, it looks quite fun. And I mean, just, just showing some love for a New Zealand product, you know. Yeah, that's awesome, actually. I might look into that. I mean, is it is it 3D? They've kind of used 3D... It's got arcade-style graphics, so if you if you like kind of MK, MK2, it's kind of what you're in for. Yeah, yeah, it looks like they've used 3D models and then sort of animated them to look like they're sprites or something. Yeah, yes. Yeah, slightly sprite-ish, yeah. Yeah, but, but to the point we can't tell, that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I did mention it before. And you had a bit of a smile. Evo Online. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. So this is either going to be a good substitute or something that's not so good. Basically, mm -hmm. this. what are your thoughts or opinions about it at this stage? Uh, it's kind of, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're blowing smoke. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. It's it's obviously going to be nothing like the offline Evo experience. But I feel like it's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Um, unless you're in America. I mean, okay, so so many people would travel to LA from overseas, right, just to, just to play an Evo. Um, they obviously can't go and have had their regos refunded or whatever. Um, and the fact that now they're like, well, we can just have it online. It's not it, that already is not going to work because half the people who would have gone aren't going to be able to participate because they're not going to be able to have the connection. Mm. Uh, because you know what, playing from Japan to USA, I've never tried it, but half the time I can't play from Australia to Indonesia. I mean, it's just not going to work for a lot of people that were planning on going. Yeah. But I do, actually I do find it interesting that. As soon as that was announced, I saw a lot of people talk about, well, if anything's going to make developers look at the state of their netcode, it's going to be this. So maybe it is a good thing in its own way. Yeah. Um, I think Maximilian made a video, and I think he said that. And I think other people have said it, but they've just used more delicate wording. I do understand that the Evo staff, they're responding to the cause, and it's no fault on them. But this is where it comes down to the game developers, as you said, where if it's going to take something like this to see how shit netcode is <laughs> in this setting, it's so we're depending on it right now. Um, but then the grander scheme of the tournament in general, I think it's going to come down to player management. Will they be capped members? How will the streaming be done? Should online rank even play a factor with seeding? How the hell do you seed a tournament of this nature? Um, it just there's, there's so much unknowns, like the coronavirus, you know? So what yeah. is going to happen? I mean, I haven't I haven't thought about that kind of on purpose because I have no idea how they're going to do it. I'm just I'm intrigued just to sit here and watch how they're going to just organize this whole thing and what it's going to be like to watch and play in. Um, I hope it's surprising, but I mean, I guess I mean us sitting here like I don't know about you, but I wouldn't have gone at all. So yeah, it doesn't really so I'm just happy to just sit here and just see what they do. Maybe they'll surprise us. But I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I don't know. The seating, organizing all the matches, probably thousands of people. I don't know. Because it takes a whole um, day to get through, you know, the various titles and the amount of entrance. And because it's online, like, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's more easy for people to sign up. But how do you orchestrate that player management? Like, that just, like, I, I, I can't, yeah. I, I don't want to sound negative already, but I can't see it being good. 
Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm just going to say it right now. I think it's going to be a real shit show. From from get from the first game, from the very first game of whatever's gonna start, whatever's gonna, whatever it's gonna be. Yeah. Oh, it's not gonna be good. Like, it's not actually gonna work. But I'm interested to see how they juggle it. Like, uh, yeah, that's the thing as well. Like consoles. Like everybody's on different consoles. When you show up to a local, you just use what's there. You obviously can't do that when you're playing online. But I don't want to be super negative either. But yeah, I don't think it's it's not gonna work. Yeah. But it'll be funny, I think. Funny. We'll be entertained. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Probably memes have been coming in non-stop yeah. since the announcement. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. I mean, the timing of everything, there's only so much you can do. It kind of I, Now I feel a bit bad for laughing at them saying it's, it's not going to be good, but it's it's absolutely no one's fault, really. Yeah, is it? it really isn't. It really isn't. Um, but, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, they're just responding to the the cause um yeah i yeah i i, I saw a, a someone you know evo grand finals be like and they took the grand final of taquito versus punk and just before the last hit you know the the disconnect message that shows up and i'm thinking <laughs> it's not a joke because that's actually probably going to happen and well yeah. before grand final it's like shit yep. this is going to be so bad oh yep but they're, they're going to be streaming. Doing their bit. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Like, they're doing it. I mean, they're doing it for the community. It's like the most that they can do. Yeah. So, I mean, but at the same time, do it. I don't know. If, I mean, actually. if they can do it and not call it an Evo, I'm partially okay with it. Yeah. Like, just don't have Evo oh. in the title. Someone I heard someone online say that. Just don't even say it's Evo, Evo anything. If this person wins it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, oh. pretty much, yeah. Because it's going to be in that lineup now. You're going to look at the past Evos. Is that going to be considered Evo 2020? No, like, it shouldn't be. It should be called something else. I, I agree with what I with what I read. Mm, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Don't even call it yeah. Evo League or whatever. Just like call it something very separate. Because it shouldn't be attached yeah, well, to um, the, the likes of Evo. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I'm not going against the staff or anything. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, but I don't know how long they left it for before they made this decision. I mean, obviously, they've been thinking about it before the day that they posted about it. Yeah. But I think if they had a lot of time, maybe they could have figured out a league in each country or something. But... Yeah. There's so many other things going on with, like, the world tournaments and stuff. Maybe it's just too hard to do it that way. But that could have been an idea. And then somehow later on in the year or some way figure out how to get all the finalists of each league together. Yeah, well, yeah, but, they could do, like, uh, like a like an invitational, like, a, like do, like, regional qualifiers, national qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then that kind of it compromises the tournament because you have to qualify in your region. But... It, 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 for me, that would seem like the better way to go is have the reps from each country's, like make the Evo substitute the Invitational in a sense, but have the people already qualified per nation, so that when mm. this dies down, then you take those people to battle it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah the question of how long is that going to be? You know, don't know. Yeah, and the planning involved, like maybe there just wasn't enough time. Yeah. I think they held out mm. as long as they could. Um, yeah. But you got, but the memes have kind of made the situation lighter. 
but then that doesn't mm. like distract like from the truth. Yeah, they did leave it later than I expected. Actually, I mean, when did they say that? A couple of days ago, which yeah. was like practically May. Yeah, they left a lot later than I thought they would. Nah, it sucks, man. Yeah. But we'll, I'll bring. I'll try bring it back to Soul Calibur Six now. So you're very familiar with some of our players because they've attended some of the um, tournaments. You, you know, we've had the Beast show up uh, for our nets last year. Um, mm -hmm. So. Who are some of the dominant players currently for Soul Calibur Six in Australia, based on the online tournament results? In Australia or in New Zealand? Um, oh yeah, from Australia. Um, dominant players, I'd say, yeah, Tommy Oli is one. DeBase has won a few online tournaments, I think, maybe two. Um, I think I've won one of them as well. Um, there is. A <laughs> This, okay, this this online twenty was like during uh, St Patrick's Day. Yeah, so. I was thinking that lovely green outfit. I was like, that's not, that's on purpose for a reason. Yeah, except Tom just chooses not to participate. Now I just look like a fool, just look like a clown. Um, yeah, so yeah, the beast has won a few. Tom's won a few. I think he won our most recent one. Um, I think NCEA won one. I think, who's from New Zealand. So we've, it took some persuading, but we're getting some New Zealand people participating in those as well, which is good now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a big player. There's a, there's a player from New, uh, New South Wales called Eunice, who's is kind of up there now. Um, I don't know if he plays a huge amount and he plays Geralt, but his like fundamentals are really good, like to a surprising level. I think a lot of people play him um, and don't know what to expect or expect I don't want to say little, but they don't expect like like huge amounts, and they're quite surprised just because his his spacing and his fundamentals are quite good. Um, but yeah, from New Zealand, NCEA I think has won one or two. Um, he's a Song Mina player, so I'd put him up there, even though he's not in Australia. Yeah, um, he had a he's wicked, quite good. He had a wicked grand final against the Beast. I thought that was great. Oh yeah, I think that that was quite long as well. Mm. Um, I can't remember who the Beast was playing. Probably Astroth. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both really good players. Yeah, I think like the New Zealand scene. I think like Virtual Bacon and NCEA. Basically, the scene itself is focused on trying to get more players because I could definitely say it's not as thriving as Australia. Um, I think yeah. it's the player base that you guys have got over us at the time. Um, mm. But then it's also. Um, yeah, with the players, it's just the frequent um, matches that you guys can have, the practices, whereas over here there's only like a select few guys that are actually on the grind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's kind of like New Zealand, even though, I mean, obviously it's a country, but it's kind of like just a state in itself, I suppose, that I like to think of next to all the other states and, and cities, like Sydney, Melbourne, um, Brisbane and Queensland. Um, that's true. I hear that they, I mean, obviously I've never been there, but I hear that they do a lot to try to pump up the locals, uh, and everything. Virtual Bacon, actually, I don't think I've played very much or not for a very long time. I think he was a band last year, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen him around too much. Uh, it's been mostly Ben, Ben and Connor, NCAA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's so hard. It's kind of like... It feels like you're treading, not treading water, but 
it doesn't feel like probably doesn't feel like making a huge amount of progress in, in such a small community it's really hard to get people to come out because i mean first people don't want to come out sometimes because there's not enough paid players yep. but then it's like well that's why we're asking you to come because there's not enough players and then it's just kind of this cycle so it is kind of hard when the community is so small um i feel like a community that has like maybe the size of tekken in australia is like perfect because it's small enough where everybody knows each other and everybody's super comfortable but then it's it's still at a size where people who are part of the community feel comfortable enough to show up to some events yeah. just unannounced so that's nice yeah i mean we, they, yeah. they try to entice a few they try to entice a lot of players to um participate and even some of our tos have started to pick up the game um mm. just, what, i just had a question out of um ben and connor who's giving you the most trouble at the moment um i would say this match that's going to happen on the screen is probably going to be really bad because i don't really play siegfried <laughs> just want to let you know <laughs> I just, i'm gonna be mashing oh it's bad um probably ncea First of all, I struggle with his character, which is Songmina, probably a bit more than Ben's character, which is Tira. Um, though I did play Ben a couple of days ago, and he was giving me a bit of trouble. Um, so he has definitely gotten better since the last time I played him. Um, but yeah, Connor's good. I don't know if he's okay with us referring to him as Connor. NCEA um, is good. He gives quite a lot of people a hard time. Um, uh, his character... No, actually, Soul Calibur is quite balanced. I was going to complain about Song Meter, but... <laughs> but um, she, she is a very good character as well, I think. I mean, even if they were exactly equal equal skill, uh, then I would have to say NCEA because Song Meter is quite high tier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say him. When I've had to play him in tournament, I've had, like, a really hard time. Um, that being said, I haven't played his Zussel ML, which he's starting to use more. Uh, so I don't know who he's better at, but yeah. No, definitely he's definitely Yeah, definitely. true. Um, but yeah, every time I've had to play him, it has not been easy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, what were your, what are your thoughts on the rec on the game itself? Like the the recent like the the current patch and changes. Um, the current patch actually looking at this now is reminding me that um, Siegfried I think had a couple of nerfs. I don't know if they were intentional or not either. Um, they've kind of reduced his tracking for moves that I don't think should have tracked that hard in the first place. Um, but the recent patch, the recent major patch, the one that, that put Homaru in, I would say is good. Um, I think there was another one after that that, may, that they've made some changes to only a couple of characters like Shanghua. Got a, quite a bit of a nerf, I think. But Homaru looks good. Like... I think that one thing that Soul Calibur is really, really good at is um, applying guest characters to and like giving and, and how they adapt them to Soul Calibur and the kind of mechanics that they give them. Yeah. So like I've never played Sam Show, but I I already understand that it's all about timing and punishes and reads like big, huge, big boy reads um, that can do like a third of your health bar in one hit. And that's what Homaru is still like in Soul Calibur. Um, like he's a risky character. He's like a beefed up Mitsurugi. Beefed but, up. You know, 
Yeah, literally, literally, and in terms of gameplay. Um, so yeah, I feel like they've kept that that attitude that you need to have with Sam Show. They've they've applied that to Homer as a character in Soul Calibur, which is really awesome. And from what I see, like heaps of people really like him. Um, I don't know if he's 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 probably a little like S tier or anything, but this game is quite balanced, so I don't think it matters too much. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are really happy with him. Uh, I gave him a try, and he seems really fun. He's still quite good. Um, but yeah, a lot of people seem happy with him, but it's it's um, it's um kind of the case with every patch where everybody's like, okay, well, we've got that character now that we've known about for like eight months, so give us the next one now. All right, so just looking um, forward to the next thing. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, Homer dropped earlier than I thought that he would, but I think a good thing that they could do, if possible, I mean, I know there's a lot of planning involved, is to leave the announcement of the next DLC character and then the day that they're released and keep that window shorter. Because yeah. I can't remember when they announced Homer. It might have been almost a year ago at USA Evo. So that's a long time ago that we've known about this character. And he only came out like a month ago. Uh, so it's pretty crazy. But yeah, no, the patch is good. The character is really good. They're really good at translating guest characters to Soul Calibur. So, yeah. Okay. What about Evil Keelik? Have they done your boy wrong? Is he, or is he okay? In this recent patch, I don't think, I mean, they rarely touch Keelik, I feel like. Um, I don't think, there was just adjustment things usually, you know, bug fixes. So that's good. Keelik, I feel like the Soul Calibur team feels like Keelik is pretty balanced right now. Um, a few patches ago, quite a few months ago, he got like a pretty big buff to evil, like to his soul charge, to evil Killick. So now I would say like that really changed the character a lot. He's a lot more fun to play. Evil Killick is definitely worth using now, even if it does eat your health consistently. Um, so since then, yeah, they don't really touch him very much because yep. he's he's pretty balanced according to the development team. Hmm. And mm. Were you always playing Killick um, in the previous Soul Cal games? Uh, yeah, I played him a bit in 4. I kind of skipped 5. Actually, he wasn't really technically in Soul Calibur 5. Yeah, uh, monster. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that was... I don't think that was their original plan <laughs> to make him Edgemaster, so I'll, like, forgive him for it. Um, same with Sophidia, who was also a Mimic character. Yeah, Sophidia used... Sophidia was a Mimic character for female characters, and then Killick only used male movesets. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I played him a bit in 4... Actually, yeah, two, three, four, one. Yes, yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Played him in every game. Actually, now that I think about it, just, he, yeah. I just had a question. Like from other previous Soul Calibur games, were there any characters that, like any of the previous guest characters that you thought were pretty all right? Um, guest characters, did you say? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Soul Calibur 2 was probably one of my favorite games, and that obviously had, well, it had three guest characters. It had Lynx, Heihachi, and Spawn in it. Mm. Uh, I would say, I mean, I was quite young. I played these games at, like, Cousin's House and stuff, but I didn't understand that they were all connected. So when I saw that Soul Calibur 2 was out and Link was in it, I wanted it because I love Zelda. Um, so he's probably a favorite. Um, what other guest characters are there? Geralt, Geralt's good guest character. Yeah, I think that awesome. they, like I haven't played The Witcher, but they did him really well. Like I've got friends who really love The Witcher and say that you know they see gameplay of him and it's just 
as like the coolest thing. Um, like he's not the most flashy character to play as, but I think that lines up with his fighting style in the game, in his game, in The Witcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say that they were, they're probably two of my favorites. Okay. Um, so you guys also have the, the stage, no, the stage of history, the state, like your, it's like your, it's like your soul caliber ram bats off the side. It's like your, it's like your own little soul caliber circuit. Um, yeah, you might be thinking about the online tournaments that we have, uh, every fortnight. And then we've got local Rambats in Melbourne anyway. Um, but yeah, other than the online tournament, everything is done state by state. Yeah. Um, so you're probably thinking of that. But yeah, we've got our own seating for the online tournaments and everything, which we have every two weeks. It's called, I think it's called like a, I can't remember. <laughs> I had it open, maybe. It's like, um, stage of history down under or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's good. I think this is. I think this is a match from the recent one. Zuzu, this, and his pandemic internet. Pandemic. <laughs> oh, has he got trash internet? Yeah, he almost DQ'd himself because um, he was lagging quite a bit. Oh. But yeah, that's that's one of the consequences, I suppose, of doing it online. Um, but it's it's there's usually not a huge amount of people. There's probably on average like twenty people that enter. Um, maybe like eighteen to twenty eight people. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, so I have that every two weeks. It's run by Goat and Atherol. Uh, and then Runa sometimes helps out and Clip Not Done. Yeah. Who helps stream. Um, yeah, it's just a bit of fun. We don't take it super seriously. Um, but yeah, it's good. The, the, you know, obviously there's only a few of us sprinkled around Australia. So that's the best way that we can all come together and fight. Um, so yeah, it's pretty sick. This was the recent one. It got delayed. We haven't really been super consistent the past few weeks because of what's been happening. And yeah. It's, um, especially for the organisers, um, Goat and Atherol got a lot going on. So, yeah. yeah, we had our first one in a while on Tuesday, which is this one. So that was fun. Yeah. And um, who, do, do you remember who won this one? Uh, I think it was Tommy Oli. Um, Bloody Tommy Oli, eh? Oh, Tommy Oli's at it again. I know. I can't remember who he's playing against. Might have been NCEA, actually. From New Zealand, um, yeah, or, or maybe the Beast. I unfortunately can't remember. Yeah, um, but I think I got knocked out by the Beast. Yeah, but Tommy only got one. Because it's really good that we that we have a lot more online tournaments. But then it's like we're in lockdown. We're at home. Like it's mm. good that we have them regularly. Like once every two weeks is cool. Do you feel like once mm. a week is still okay, or do you feel like there needs to be a little bit of breathing room? I think there needs to be a bit of breathing room. I mean, even when we were sorting this out, like when to what days to have it on, there was a lot of talk about when everybody was free. And I think for some reason Tuesdays ended up being up the day when everybody was the most free. So it's already hard to get everybody together. Like our community is quite small. You don't want to just isolate people if you don't have to. Um, so it's better to have a break, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people can play online any other time in between them with whoever they want. So in two weeks, good. Because you guys, I don't know if, for Tekken, right? You have a fortnightly tournament. Yeah, yourself. for everything, um, Tekken, Street Fighter, but it's not huh. just a, it's not just the Auckland fighting game community. There's also other ones like Wellington um, have started to do a lot more 
uh, tournaments as well. So basically the week that Standing Fierce is off, it'll probably be the week that Expansion from Wellington is on. So I guess every week there's always going to be um, something. And they're even trying out games because we were in this lockdown period. Like they just did a Killer Instinct, a, a Killer Instinct tournament uh, not long ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Killer Instinct. I, I've never played that, but I see a lot of people wanting to come back. Apparently it was very good. Yeah, so. I think solely because the online was 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 solid, and so, like, mm. oh, perfect situation. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. But yeah, I think two weeks is a is a good amount of time, mm. I reckon. I just realised as well. It's such a it's such a shame because Soul Calibur had their tour as well. That the it was twenty twenty. It actually, and now with this whole thing, do, now do you think they should just should they just wipe it clean and? maybe start start fresh because have they been doing that i mean obviously it's been in limbo it's nothing's really happening with the soul caliber world tournament like no announcements about like what's what's happening in the in the months to come um i think there there might have just been the one event evo japan that they've already had um yeah it really sucks i mean i think also arc system works announced their world tour as well this year um so it's not just that uh yeah it does suck i don't know what they that's a good question i haven't really thought about that uh, i'm but i always think about like the lifespan of a game especially soul caliber um which doesn't quite have the following of like street fighter or tekken and i'm wondering if it's gonna even be able to do a world tour next year i hope so but my hopes aren't like super high for it it is a real shame yeah, it would be cool. I don't know. I mean, ultimately, yes, it is a world tour, but, you know, it's not the end of the world if they wipe it clean and then they say that, you know, Evo Japan, let's just, you know, everybody gets their winnings, but let's just wipe those points. I don't know if that's a huge deal. That being said, I'm not one of the people that got any points, so I don't know. Um, Are you saying <laughs> that potentially if this year is completely quiet, that it could endanger a, a, a potential Soul Calibur World Tour next year if things are okay? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I don't even know what the criteria is for a decision like that anyway. Like, I mean, when when did Soul Calibur came, come out? So we had, the, we had the World Tour start this year. But, yeah, it came out about a year and a half before. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know the statistics of it, but I feel like they, they were really taking a chance having a Soul Calibur World Tour at all. So I kind of feel like if anything's going to happen, realistically, I don't think they can even give it another go, unfortunately. Um, yeah, because, I mean, the numbers would have dropped, not to like a morbid amount, but um, it's got nothing on like Tekken and maybe even Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, but so I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't do if they don't do anything else next year. But it's like Street Fighter, like regardless of what history that game has got, it's still got some like loyal fans, not hardcore, just simply loyal. And I mean, Dragon Ball Fighters had a world had a, had a world tour for that one year, and then next year, ooh, nothing. Um, I don't know if I mean I I, I, I hear your I hear your worries, but I don't feel like they would snuff out the candle just yet for Soul Calibur. I still think there's a bit of room there that I still think there's a bit of risk that they can take. 
Yeah, well, actually, I think Dragon Ball just announced that they are doing a world tour soon. Not soon, but whenever they can. For I think they just announced that within the last month. I'm not sure. But, yeah, you, that's true, actually. You, you know, you can never say never, but I've learned with Soul Calibur, especially not to have, like, super high hopes. Um, just because even just having, just, like, developing this game, I feel like they were taking a lot of risks. Like, it would be awesome if they did, and I would be super happy. So... Yeah, that would be sick if they did if they did another world tour next year. I really hope so. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm just going to come up to the to the roundup questions, love. So, have you ever been asked to commission explicit art? So, <laughs> e.g., uh... you know, like Terry Crews on the on the feather mat thing with his thing covered, like any anything like that, any anime. Sorry, not to be insensitive, but anything promiscuous? I don't think so. I mean, oh, good. not for permission. I I think people just ask for it. They don't even ask to pay for it. They just say, will you draw this gross thing? I'm like, no. And then that's the end. So no, luckily I've been spared. Actually, someone, someone screenshotted a Twitter conversation about someone who asked for this person to do like an artwork and then he's mm. like, oh, actually, it'll cost this much. And he's like, no, you pay me. Like, the guy who wanted the artwork actually asked, how much are you going to pay me? And he's like, no, no, you pay me. I'm the artist. And he's like, no, but I'm asking for your artwork. And then he's like, no, dude, this isn't how it works. <laughs> I like, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. It was like a DM thread. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, I can give you my PayPal, but you can pay me. And he's like, what? He's like, no, no, but... I want the artwork. You pay me. <laughs> I mean, that goes to show you that, I mean, I I feel like people already who are willing to pay, like, a reasonable amount for a commission is not going to ask for Terry Crews with this thing out and spend, like, yeah. $200 on that. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, if you had to do stick art for any player, who mm. would you do it for and why? Oh. Um... That's a good question. It would be cool to do one for like Party Wolf, who is a US uh, Soul Calibur player, who's probably one of the best clicks out there. That would be sick to do that. I think he uses a mix box now, actually. So that'd be cool. Never done one of those. Um, but yeah, any high level player of that caliber would be really cool. Yeah. So, you, so you've done Fight Stick, so you want to do a hitbox and potentially a keyboard? Potentially? I don't know how a keyboard would how even would work. You, I don't yeah, yeah. No, you can't. Um, but no, Mixbox because uh, unless I'm getting the name wrong, it's it's definitely got the the eight face attack buttons, and then you've got um like arrow keys or like WASD, four keys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking of it from like an art perspective. It would be cool to do that because you've got like more real estate to the, like <laughs> put your art on. <laughs> That's like. Yeah. So to an artist, that's cool. everything. It's like, I, give me, give me the terrain. Like, I need more property to own. It's free real estate. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> Who would be your next character choice for Soul Calibur Six? Oh, okay. Or, I or guest character, character, anything. Or guest character. I, I hope there isn't another guest character for a while because there's already three, but it's quite a lot. Um. I I have a bias. I really want Huang to make it back in, who is probably him and Rock are the only characters from Soul Blade who are not in this game still. 
But I think for the sake of the fans and their sanity, it better be Setska because they've been asking for her for like a year. And if they don't get her next, I feel like someone's going to die. Yeah. Um, I don't know who, if you know who Setsuka is, oh, but I she do. The is. The umbrella lady in red? Yeah. yeah. Like, she's pretty sick. If she was in it, I'd be very happy. Yeah. Um, but for me and my own personal gain, I hope it's Wong, <laughs> who is a uh, Korean swordsman. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a tough one. And you mean Seska, her original form, not the blonde haired version in, in, in fourth, right? I do think she looks better as a brunette. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, there's always customs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, well, if you could spend an hour with anyone from across time and history, regardless of whether they're alive or not, who would it be and why? Oh my god. That's such a hard question. I know. I don't know. Anyone from across time and space. Across time and space? You know, like history. You know, like it, like it could be anyone. It could be Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just anything. An hour with someone. Only an hour, actually. Yeah, that's already a lot. Um, let me try to think of someone from fighting games, maybe. Hmm. That's hard. Well, maybe I could pick an artist. Yeah, anyone. I, there's an artist that, I mean, they're not dead or anything. It's still feasible to yeah, meet yeah. them. Yeah, it's just, it could be literally anyone. Yeah. There, there's this artist, this uh, cool artist that works for Capcom, and sometimes SNK, or maybe not SNK anymore, called Shinkuro, um, who, who I really admire and look at their artwork a lot when trying to get inspiration. Actually, if you don't know who Shinkiro was, they did the Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 covers, which are really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you might know. So that's like a point of reference. Um, I don't know. I guess it would be cool to meet them or any artist like that and like just sit there and just ask them a million questions over an hour about what their process is and everything and their own inspirations, I think. That'd be cool. If you don't know the artist Shinkuro from Capcom, just look it up. Their artwork is sick. All right, then. If a three-bar Voldo won EVO online, would you dispute the result or accept the result? Uh, why Voldo? Uh, just, uh, I don't know. I just, um, that, that one dude who, ran, who won EVO, your Yutoto? Oh, yes. I don't know why. Yeah, I just thought, like, what is, you know, Voldo, yeah? One Evo, and I'm thinking, yeah, Evo Online. If a three-bar Voldo won Evo Online, would you accept it or dispute it? I feel like I would dispute anything that happened in that whole weekend. <laughs> like, nothing is real. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm so interested to see, like, there's going to be so much backlash when there's a winner. Oh, there's going to be something wrong. Yeah, did, did, no, yes, I, I mean, would dispute it. And anything. You're never going to have, like, 100%, like, win approval you know, ratings with everyone, but the, you're right. There's going to be a lot of people that will, yeah. Um, yeah. Choose a movie title to describe your art style. Movie title. Ooh. That's hard because now I feel like, especially recently, I, a lot of my artwork is black and white. It doesn't even have a lot of color in it. <laughs> um, so that doesn't help. So I kind of, I think a lot of comics and manga actually, instead of movie. Um, okay, well, you can choose okay. a comic. Yeah, choose a comic title then, or uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I was thinking about that the other day, actually. Um, I was reading through Death Note again, which uh, is a is a manga from I don't know, maybe early two thousands now. 
Um, Don't tell me you like, watched the Netflix version of that show. No, I haven't even watched the anime. <laughs> no good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew not to go near that um, just as soon as it was announced. Um, but yeah, I haven't read a lot of manga for a while, but that one really still sticks with me. And I used it a lot as inspiration for my own art style. I feel like, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but if you, if you go look at um, Death Note artwork, I can't remember, Takeshi something is the name of the artist, Obata, I think. Um, there are still, even though it was a while ago, still a lot of similarities between that manga and the way I draw now. So if I were to compare my artwork to anything, I'd still compare it to Takeshi Obata's works, if that is his name, hopefully it is. Hopefully I'm not getting it wrong. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I can't quite think of it. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Melbourne or Sydney? Just in general, like as, as cities or in just, Finding just, Day? Just however you want to take that sentence, Melbourne or Sydney? Oh, that's right, because you're you're totally neutral because you're from New Zealand. Um, I mean, Melbourne, 100%, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, who is your husband or husband? Fighting games again? Are we, like uh, fighting games or, or 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 just games? Right, right. Um, I mean, it or I would say Killick because he exists, but Huang, I mean, doesn't exist. I mean, he's in Soul Calibur Six, but Huang is the original husband. Though that he's he's the guy that I want to be in Soul Calibur Six so bad, and he's I think he's the first fighting game character I ever played as, I think, in Soul Blade. So, yeah, I'd say it'd have to be him. Okay. Well, I just want to thank you again, Jess, Jell, for your time. Um, now, this has been really good. Do you have any shout-outs or last words? Um, well, thank you for having me. This was, yeah, this was really cool. Um, any last words or shout-outs? Yeah, just so the whole, well, I'd say Oceana Soul Color community. Because that in, includes New Zealand as well, and we're I th we're trying to get some Indonesians involved as well, which I hope that we can. Um, but you know, it's it's a really small community, but everybody's really tight now. Um, you know, everybody supports each other and enjoys playing each other and chatting with each other, um, despite it being so small and, and numbers starting to dwindle. So, especially Goat Athrol, who and and Runus and Clip Not Done, who. They're still doing a lot of work to keep the, the online tournaments going despite everything that's going on or whatever's happening with them and the mishaps. And, and it is, it is, apparently it is more difficult to organise an online tournament than, than everybody thinks. So, yeah. So really appreciate that and everybody who is trying to keep the community alive. Um, but, yeah, not just that. I guess just trying to keep Australian fighting game community alive during this time. It's super hard, I know, but... Um, and I know everybody misses locals, but oh god, I yeah, like just being solely rooted in online now, it sucks, man. I actually miss seeing friends and shit. Yeah, I know. Like, like I, I only started thinking about it recently. Yeah, I miss them really bad. I mean, for us, what? Oh yeah, we've we've got a fortnightly one. We have CCH that we that we have, and then we've got our ran bats. They were really awesome. So whenever they start up, I can't wait for those. That's going to be really good. Um, but, yeah, just appreciate what everybody's doing at the moment during COVID to try to keep the community alive, doing a great job. Uh, and, yeah, stay stay safe and yeah. look forward to when locals are back. <laughs> yeah. 
who knows when. Yeah. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See you later.